hey guys, welcome to episode two of Self Care with Mare, the podcast. We are here, it is another beautiful day. Any day can be beautiful, right? It's just completely up to you and your mindset. So, after our first episode, I'm thanking you guys so much for coming back. Uh, I hope you have are having a great day. And if you're not, maybe this will help you turn it around. So, in my quest for podcasting, I wanted and I want to always remain as open and honest, as real and as raw as I possibly can with you. Sometimes I'm going to swear, and that's just the way it fucking is, and that's who I am. I also want to always be my most authentic self, and so that means I swear like a sailor. So, if you don't like that, bye, because it's not for you. <laughs> um, so, with that said, that was my disclosure for the day. I wanted to talk to you guys about childhood trauma. The drama of trauma. So, in the self-care world, there's so many aspects. There's so many things you can do. It is such a deep cave of awesomeness and sometimes it's not awesome but to get to the awesomeness you have to go through the shit you just do there's no way around it I literally would not be sitting here where I am with my headphones on talking to my computer making this podcast if I didn't walk through the shit and part of it I'm still walking through and part of it I'll always walk through that's just the way that my life is going to be. And I'm okay with it because the experiences I've had have helped me see things I would never even know how to see or understand. So when I talked to you guys in the first episode about unraveling your ball of yarn or your ball of string or peeling back the onion, whatever you want to call it, one of those, one of the ways that we do that is by just starting. Oh, it sounds so hard, but it's so easy, but it's so hard. <laughs> you have to just start. So if you're sitting there and you're like, okay, okay, Mare, I want to get a little healthier. I want to get a little more mentally, you know, light, lighter, lose a little bit of that mental weight. So Because most of the time we all carry around a giant backpack full of fucking rocks and there's no reason for it. It's just childhood trauma slash drama that we have experienced, continue to experience in ways we don't know. Uh, there's just so many things. Now, I need you guys to know that I'm not a clinical psychologist. I'm not a therapist. I am speaking to you from my experience, speaking to you from my education, from what I've read. I'm speaking to you in ways that I hope will help you to live a clearer, less cluttered life. So this episode is going to talk a little bit about my childhood trauma. And the word trauma is so weird. It rhymes with drama, which is helpful because everyone has some. Um, yeah, I'm just going to say it. So when I was little, I was like eight, nine, I believe, I had a severe, what I realize now, low self-esteem, like zero self-esteem. I was a pretty chubby kid. I, even though I swam, I ate really terribly. One of the ways to my heart, and still is, was through food. And one of the ways I was able to spend time with my grandparents would be if I slept over their house. So I would be able to go to McDonald's with them. 
get a milkshake, go back to their house, watch movies. At their house, we would make cupcakes and apple turnovers and, oh my God, you guys, you name it, we would eat it. And it was delicious and it was fun. What I realize now that I'm 38, when I was eight, I ate my feelings. Yeah, I did. I was so ashamed of how I looked, of the amount of fun that was made of me. Um, I wasn't having any fun, but people were making fun of me and they seemed to be having fun. Um, that I turned to eating. And I also realized I was a swimmer and I was attracted to swimming because my face was in the water and I couldn't talk to anybody and nobody could talk to me. It was a safe place for me to express my physical abilities and the gift that I was given of athleticism for swimming. And I didn't have to converse with anyone. I couldn't keep my secrets inside. And if I wasn't swimming, I was eating. And if I wasn't eating, I was at school and also eating, but then I was swimming. So it was like the cycle. And when I was eight, nine, ten, I, I don't know, somewhere around there, I wanted to be friends with these girls so badly that I said yes to sleep sleepovers. I said yes to going in, you know, to their houses after school. Even though I was a swimmer, which means if you know anything about swimming, you swim every day, all year round, basically all the time. Um and at one of these uh, sleepovers, um, apparently it was a good idea that we touched each other sexually. And in my eight-year-old brain, I was like, okay, I don't want to, but if I don't, they're not going to like me. And if I don't, then um, and they don't like me, then I won't have any friends and and then I won't be invited back. And then maybe they'll tell somebody that I did it and that they didn't do it. And what are all these things, you guys, from what I can recall, and memory recollection is a tricky subject. It's, um, it's hard. This went on for a long time. This went on for at least a year. I was so desperate to be accepted, to be liked, that I let this shit happen to me. I let these girls touch me and vice versa. I touched them because that's what we did. That's how we were friends. That's how we connected. And that's just what happened. And now it's been just about a year since I started talking about this openly and it was first like super hard, obviously, because the amount of shame and disgust with myself that I carried around for 30 years was massive. I can't even begin to tell you how massive it was. And I'm going to put a pin in that part. Back to the first episode when I talked to you about me thinking that I was a snake oil salesman and I didn't believe in myself enough to talk about my business to get people to like my, who I am and like my training style to train with me. All of that, it's mind blowing, all of that came down to me having so much shame and disgust in myself from what happened to me as a kid and what I allowed happen to happen because I didn't know any better because I wanted to be accepted, that I was ashamed and really, truly, in fact, just 
disgusted and wanted out of my own skin so much that I would not believe in myself enough to be my own advocate as far as work is concerned, as far as getting people to be my clients. I was a fake. I was happy and good lucky on the outside and deep, deep, deep down to my core, I was fucked up. I was ashamed, embarrassed, disgusted, holding on to guilt. I mean, the repercussions of what I experienced as a child have been felt to this day. So three decades of stuff. And it stopped because obviously I was like, I can't do this anymore. This is disgusting. And I I don't remember if I told my parents. If I did, my mom can correct me. But I, I don't think I did because I told everybody last year. I told my mom and dad, sat them down, and I told them what happened and who the people were, and they had no idea. So apparently I did a damn good job of hiding it, and that's what I got really good at, you guys. I got really good at hiding, and I didn't even know it. I was such a good faker, such a good liar, such a good con artist with myself to convince myself that I'm not a bad person, that it's fine if I don't need to talk about it, I don't need to tell anybody about it because if I do, then they're going to not like me and they're going to judge me and they're going to think I'm gross and I have all the shame. The tornado of thoughts in my brain made me not know who I was, made me lose touch with who Meredith really is because I was so afraid of that person, that girl that had been basically assaulted because I didn't want anybody to know because I thought that they would think less of me. I thought that they would blame me and put me on the outside again, make me the outcast like I used to be as a kid. But looking back on it, I made myself the outcast because I didn't want to talk about it. So then I ate my feelings and then I gained weight and then people made fun of me, didn't want to be my friend because I gained weight. And so then I swam, but I didn't lose weight from swimming. And like, I mean, you guys, like the cycle, this hamster wheel was just insane. Like, I don't know how it didn't burn a hole in my head. There's so much that went into it. I realized, and I've continued to realize since last April when I started talking about it out loud, that because I what got I got and became so good at hiding it, I didn't know who I was. I realized that I had to stop the cycle and I had to start talking about it. And my goal with sharing this with you guys is to help anyone who might have gone through the same thing or anyone that has kids that might, you know, think that this might be happening or just to be on the lookout for it. My goal is to talk about what's hard until it's not hard anymore. That's my goal. That's the other reason, so three now, three reasons why I started this podcast. I want to talk about my childhood trauma. The drama that was created from this trauma is real. It changed my life. Now, who the heck knows what would have happened to me if that didn't happen to me, and maybe I would never even swim, maybe I would never have had a weight problem, all these things. But you cannot go back. I can only move forward. So for me, Talking about being molested, talking about having sexual acts done to you that you didn't want, but did out of fear of of not being accepted, of not being liked. Like, what the fuck? What is this? What is this community? What is this social expectations and in these 
programs that we've been bought into that like we can't be open and honest with ourselves and say, hey, this happened and I don't like it and I don't know what to do about it. So I'm not going to tell you because then if I tell you what happened and what I did, what was done to me, then you're not going to like me. Like, oh my gosh. And I mean, I have amazing parents. My parents are my best friends to this day and I love them so, so much. But I was afraid to tell them because I was afraid that they would judge me. How fucked up is that? I was afraid that they would judge me and that they would tell the parents of those girls and then they would, I would get in trouble at school and like all this stuff in my head. So for fear of not being accepted, not being part of the quote unquote tribe, people talk about, you know, being a part of a tribe, how we used to have to be a part of a tribe. And if we weren't in the tribe back thousands of years ago, we would have probably died. Um, and that's, was true, but that tribe mentality doesn't need to exist anymore because we don't live in tribes. Most of us don't even live near our families. I, heck, I don't live anywhere near my family. I wish I did. I wish every single day that I did, but I don't. I live a 12-hour drive from my family and a five-plus-hour drive to my in-laws. So the tribe mentality of not doing something for fear of being cast out of said tribe needs to go away. That's another one of our molds that we've been poured into that we need to get out of because we can be our real selves and still be accepted by society. I can share the fact that I was molested as a kid and still be accepted by society. Now, you might look at me different. You might be like, holy shit, I never realized that happened to you. How have you been carrying that around for so long? Or you might judge me and say, ew, that's gross. And if that's the case, if you're the latter of those options I just said, maybe you need to turn the lens on yourself and look at what's happening inside of you. What happened to you as a kid? The drama that we experience in adulthood comes from the trauma we experienced in childhood. And that's where I'm going to leave you guys today. I know this was a lot. I unpacked a deep wound for myself with you guys. The wound is still open, still working on it, still healing it. And you know what I realized a couple weeks ago? I'm always going to work on it. So I hope you guys have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you are healthy and I hope you are happy and I will talk to you guys very soon. Peace out, homies.